less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, short with Khalil Benaliul Hajj. What's up, Cash Flow Contractors? Khalil here with a short on creating ideal customer profiles to help you have less stress, more time, and more money. Really excited to talk to you guys about this today. This is a really foundational element of marketing and sales and really any kind of business planning that you're doing for your company. And ideal customer profiles are something that we do from the beginning with a client uh, whenever we start a relationship with them because it helps us and guides us in everything that we do from their website to their ads to their social media. Um, anything that we do strategically, we start with the ideal customer profiles. So, Let's jump right in. What is an ideal customer profile? So think of it just like a profile, like a Facebook profile. It's going to be all the information you can think of for an ideal customer of yours. And whenever you're creating a profile for a customer, you're gonna cover things like their demographics, their needs, their goals, uh, income revenue maybe, the location that they're in, any interests that they have if you're thinking of more of a B2C uh, consumer. And whenever you are creating these, an ideal customer profile is really for business to business, uh, but you can also create an ideal customer persona, uh, which would be more of a consumer, direct consumer, like a homeowner. Um, you're gonna see ideal customer profiles mainly used with B2B. You don't see it often in B2C. Whenever you work with B2C and you're working with homeowners directly, you usually create a buyer persona and I like to use ideal customer profiles, really the same method as you would use for B2B, just because it is a little bit more straightforward and it's less imaginative and novel in nature. Uh, but if you're familiar with buyer personas, ICPs or ideal customer profiles personas are very similar. I'm gonna be saying ICPs a lot just to condense it, but that stands for ideal customer profile. So yeah, um, whenever, uh, you see ICPs, you're usually seeing them in large companies, enterprise companies or software companies that are targeting different niches of audiences. And I really like to take the same methodology and apply it to contractors because I think it still applies and I think it's a really good framework. So why do you need an ICP or ideal customer profile? Um, really it helps you to niche. And you may have heard the saying, the riches are in the niches, but too many times a contractor goes into business and they were an employee maybe for a different construction company and they said, you know what, I can go and do that on my own. And we've talked about this several times before, but immediately they become a business owner overnight and they have all of the responsibilities that happen overnight with owning a business, not just doing the work, but also guiding the business, getting the business and administering the business. And so uh, for a lot of contractors, when they do that, they think, oh, I can do this type of work anywhere, right? So for example, a plumber, they think, oh, well, I can go and do service work, and then I can also do remodel work, and I can also do new construction, and I can do it residential and commercial. And really quickly, because they're in all these different areas, they get stretched thin. And there's a different set of rules that apply in all these different areas, different set of tactics for growing, uh, for completing jobs. You have to have different types of inventory on hand, and different processes and procedures and different types of labor on hand to be able to do all those different areas. So with the ideal customer profiles, it really allows us to niche down into one area of things. 
it's key to planning because if you're going to go down into one niche, it's really easy to make plans for that niche. But if you don't make plans for that niche, it makes it really hard to figure out what your plan is for your business. Um, and once you also, a big need for these ICPs is that it, it makes everything so much easier on the marketing and sales front. It makes it really, you're able to have targeted messages. You're able to have targeted ads. You're able to really define your website and tailor it to the people that you're targeting rather than having some generic website out there. Um, we use it for everything like brand scripts, solution statements, one-liners, content strategy, email sequences, on and on and on whenever we're thinking of uh, the ICPs for our clients. So that's what an ICP is, that's why you need it, why it's helpful, and we'll go into where you can actually use that here in a little bit, but first I wanna go into how do you actually develop them? And this is the meat of this episode here. Um, and really we're gonna go through de de defining your niche, um, then determining your segment, and then from there, knowing your anti-profile, um, and then from there, going in to fill in an ICP template sheet, which is something that we're gonna have in the show notes below. So, really determining your niche, defining that niche for you. When you're thinking about a niche, there's a lot of different factors that you wanna uh, consider, right? It might be the type of work. I've already mentioned, maybe you're thinking service, remodel, new construction. Choose one of those, hopefully. Um, unless you're a bigger company and you've already been in this for a long time, maybe you're able to continue working in all three of those areas or two of those areas, but really define what you're thinking about here. And definitely for an ICP template sheet that you're gonna fill out, you wanna have just one of these areas. Um, from there, you may, you may determine your niche by location. It, might, it may be that, hey, I only wanna work in the state and you're in a small state. If you're in Texas, you might wanna choose a metro area like DFW or even just Dallas or Fort Worth or Houston. Um, you can also think about demographics, which is uh, really helpful whenever you're working with ICPs on the B2B side, uh, thinking about their uh, revenue, right? If you're working with homeowners, you might be thinking about uh, the, the square footage of the house, right? Um, there, there's several different demographics that you can run through for a niche to figure out who you really wanna be working with. The next thing you may think about is the project size. Maybe it's an amount of bedrooms or bathrooms. Maybe it's an amount of employees if you're B2B or amount of offices when you're thinking B2B. It could also be if you're like a, a pool contractor, you wanna think of the size of the lot uh, or if you're doing pergolas or outdoor kitchens, you may think of the size of the backyard as well. Um, then you can even break down into industry if you're doing on the B2B side, where you're thinking about, hey, I wanna target retail or I wanna target multifamily or I wanna target warehouses specifically. Uh, whatever that is, you can also narrow down by industry. So take some time and brainstorm all of the different uh, factors that you can think about for this niche the type of work, the location, the demographics, the project size, the industry. Make a list, brainstorm. Where is it that you wanna be working? Where do you, where do you enjoy the jobs? Where do you uh, find the, the best profit margin maybe? Where, what are you best equipped for as a team? Maybe you like being on large job sites because you can really set up shop for a long time uh, and it's less movement and you don't have that many trucks. So you're able to be on that job site for a long time and that's ideal for you. It's really important to make this as you're filling this out and thinking about it, don't just think about 100% reality and what's out there, but also think about what's ideal for you specifically. Um, 
at, at the same, on, on the opposite end, you'd also don't want to go so ideal that you're ignoring reality. If you want to be working on these jobs that don't really exist, then the ICPs really won't match up. Okay, so you've, you've determined, you've brainstormed a list of all the different variables inside of a niche that you might want to target. Now it's time for you to actually select a niche, right? And so maybe you say, hey, I want to target retail B2B, or I want to target homeowners. Um, when you do that, you need to determine what the segments are. We're, we're going to end up having at least three segments inside of this niche. So if we're targeting retail, we're going to have three different types of retail. Maybe we choose those segments by the square footage of the retail space. Maybe it's by the location of the retail, where we're working in three different areas. Maybe it's the type of retail they're doing, whether it's uh, clothing or appliances or whatever books. I don't know what the retail that you might be thinking about, but maybe you want to do it by the type of retail. If you're working with homeowners, same thing. It could be square footage. It could be location. You could even do it off of annual income or the size of the lot. Those are all different segments that will work inside of a niche that you're working with. So if you've determined your, uh, your segments, you want to choose that main differentiator. If it's going to be square footage, then the segments are going to be divided by that main differentiator. So we're, let's say we're doing retail and we have uh, three segments and the main differentiator is square footage. Well, that first segment, I guess I should be going from over here left to right. Um, over here, you're going to have, you know, let's say 1,500 to 2,500 square feet. And then here in the middle segment, you're going to have 2,500 to, let's say, 6,000 square feet. And then in the last segment, you're going to have 6,000 square feet plus, or you could even go 6 to 10,000 and 10,000 square feet plus if you want to create four segments. But basically, you've chosen that main differentiator square footage, and so each segment is going to be divided by that square footage. There are obviously many other variables to, uh, to think about outside of square footage, and we'll look at those in just a little bit. The next thing that you also need to consider is what your anti-profile is, your anti-persona, right? Who are the people that are not ideal, you don't wanna work with, that do not fit? You wanna have a column for that as well so that you can think about all the factors that help you identify and qualify who do we not want to work with. As you're niching, it's really important that you're aware that you're going to have to say no to things, that there's going to be work that comes up that's not inside of your niche, not inside the area that you're targeting. And yeah, maybe you can say yes in the beginning stages because you do need that revenue coming in, but it's probably best for you to say no in the long run so that you can really focus your systems, your processes, your sales, your marketing in that one area so that you're really succeeding and becoming the best in that area. So we've, had, we've talked about a lot of these qualifiers, right? And there, there's a lot to think about, but you need to select what qualifiers you're going to use as you're going through your, uh, your segments and, and really define them. The whole idea is that we have our target industry or our, our target uh, niche that we're going for, and we have segments inside of those. Well, there's more that defines these segments than just the square footage. We wanna know for each of these segments what uh, what qualifies them? Who, what are we looking at? How we how can we define them? How do we know who they are? Uh, so that we can start targeting them specifically by segment. So the things that you're going to want to consider are what we've talked about before, like location, annual revenue. Uh, what are their attitudes towards your line of work? Maybe you know if we're doing retail and we're thinking about these uh, these 
clients or customers that are under 2,500 square feet, maybe they have a certain attitude towards your line of work as a plumber or an electrician uh, or a remodeler or whatever it is. Maybe they have an attitude towards that. Maybe they have beliefs about the project, beliefs that it's gonna cost X amount of dollars or it's gonna take X amount of time or uh, it's gonna be this difficult or it's gonna be managed or not managed, whatever it is. Think about some of those things, the attitudes they have, the beliefs they have about the project. And then a, a lot of this is the internalization, the thoughts that they're having inside while they're going through the process of working with you. Maybe it's through the sales process. Maybe it's through the actual build out or the installation of the, the project. What's going through that process? And then post project, what are they thinking as well? That they're not going to have to do any repairs for the next 10 years or it's under warranty for five years. What are some of the thoughts that they're having? And you're really going to have to put yourself inside of uh, your customer's shoes in these situations. Um, from there, you're really going in and filling in that ICP template sheet. You've selected your qualifiers, you, you know your niches and your segment, and now you wanna go in and fill that out. And the areas that you're gonna be filling out are acquisition, when you acquire them as a customer, what is that like? And then feature preferences, things that you provide them, features of your product or service, and which ones they prefer and not prefer, and which ones they're indifferent to. And then pricing as well. We want to get an idea of what pricing is inside of each of these segments. So as you go through acquisition, you're going to be thinking about what are our value propositions? What value and benefits are we bringing to these types of customers in each of these segments? Then you're going to be going through pain points. What are the, really the biggest challenges that each of these segments have with our line of work? Then you're going to be thinking about the needs. What, is, what, is the, what are the top priorities for these segments? What are they really concerned about? What needs do they have? What channels, what's the main channel that you're going to acquire these people on? Is it through door-to-door -door sales? Is it through a Facebook ad? Uh, are people coming through you directly through the website? Is it through cold calling? What are the main channels that each of these segments are coming to you uh, with and or coming, or that you're finding them through? And lastly, the purchasing process. We wanna outline what the process looks like from we got in contact with them all the way through the installation of the project what does that process look like? How is it different for each segment? It may not be different, but maybe it is because the job's so big, maybe we have to bring a bigger crew. Uh, maybe it takes a little bit longer. Maybe we have to do extra stuff on the insurance side. Whatever it is, you wanna make sure you're going through that entire purchasing process. So that's the acquisition uh, part portion of that ICP template. The next portion is the feature preferences. What are the highest preferences for these segments? Maybe they really want a dedicated account manager that's gonna be able to answer every single phone call and be able to give them updates every single week so they know exactly where they stand in that process. Uh, maybe it's that they want, um, I don't know, as you're going through this with them, maybe they, they want to understand, uh, they want a report or they want invoices sent to a specific person or um, maybe it's that they, they want you to be really clean whenever you're coming into their uh, place of business because they're still operating in retail and they want you to look professional and treat the space not as a job site but as that an actual place of business. Um, those are some different preferences they may have. Now there may be low preference. Maybe they don't care about the quality of the work. Maybe they, care, maybe they care more about uh, how fast you can get it done. Um, maybe they don't care as much about what materials you decide to use, but they do care about um, 
how it looks, right? And what it looks like during the installation process. And then what are they indifferent to? Maybe they're indifferent about price. Maybe they're indifferent about how it looks. Maybe they're indifferent about um, you know, how long it takes. They just want it done it right. So there's a lot of different features that are gonna be there for each of your services that you provide to these segments. What do they care about the most? What do they kind of care about? And what do they care about the least and they're indifferent about? The next portion of this is pricing. And there's a lot of different things that you can go through here, but we wanna know what their budget range is on a, on a project uh, for each of these segments. We also wanna know what their indifference price point is. Where are they like, oh yeah, I'll sign right now because they don't really care. B2B, that's really important to know because they may have a huge budget for it. And if it's you know, X amount of dollars, they'd be like, yeah, I'll sign right now. Um, versus an X amount of dollars, they have to go and get approval, all those kinds of things. Um, you also wanna know what your margins are. Uh, that's another good one to know on the pricing. Hey, what's our target margin on a, on a job this size for this segment? And then we also wanna know what the likelihood to buy is. Uh, maybe what we'll find is that as we're going through these segments, right, we're seeing that, man, this middle segment, it's really hard to get them to buy for some reason because they're more price conscious or maybe they don't have time for these kinds of things or whatever it is. But man, whenever we work with this, this highest area and the lowest area, they're ready to buy. Their likelihood to buy is so high. So now we may put more of our ad budget into those two areas or we may put more salespeople onto those two areas because it'll go. we know that we're gonna win jobs faster. Um, those are the four things with pricing. You can do even more with that, uh, but that's what I like to look at. So you, it's gonna make a lot more sense when you do sit down and look at this ICP template sheet. And once you have, it, you're gonna be able to fill all of it in. It's gonna take some time. I, I encourage you to go segment by segment. Uh, it makes it a lot easier. But then once you have filled everything in, it's really important that you go and you call customers that are inside of each of these segments and you actually verify the information. When you do that, ask for 10 minutes of their time and you're going to have areas of the template that you're not really sure if, you know, maybe you had to leave it blank or you're not sure if it's accurate. Those are the ones that you definitely want to ask about and you're going to learn a lot from that. You're going to have to change some of the information in there and tweak it. Um, the ones that I love to go through are the value propositions. What What's what brings the most value to them. I also like to go through the pain points with them for sure. Um, from there, I like to go through the feature preferences and what that indifference price point is. Those are the, really the key areas that I learn a lot from whenever we talk to customers on behalf of clients when, after we filled out this ICP template sheet. We learn so much from those conversations and it really helps us in correcting the sheet to where it's accurate and what it acts as a foundation for what we do in the future and it keeps everything in line. So this is very time intensive. Make sure that um, you know, you're working not just alone on this, that you're collaborating maybe with some of your team members, obviously with your customers as well, but go through it and it, it's super helpful if you narrow down into segments. You're going to be able to plan better, to attack marketing and sales better, and your systems are gonna be able to be refined if you do choose a niche and segment that niche. So. Where can you actually use this? We've talked about this several, uh, we've talked about this in depth, but where is this actually gonna come into play? Well, it's a foundational document, kind of like a business plan. Well, where does it come into play? Well, it really serves a purpose for the entirety of your business, but it's not that you're looking at it every single day. And it's the same thing with the ICPs. You're not gonna be looking at this a ton in two or three years, but here in the beginning of using it, 
you're going to use it for your marketing. You're going to create brand scripts. You're going to create solution statements, which are shorts that we'll be doing here shortly uh, in the next in the coming weeks. You're going to, to use it on your website copy. Whenever you decide you're going to run an ad, you're going to be able to know, hey, this is exactly who we're targeting, and we can create that audience on Facebook or on Google. Uh, we can use these search terms on, on Google Ads. Uh, whenever you decide to do direct mail for, if you ever decide to do direct mail, you know exactly who you're targeting, where, what neighborhoods you need to send that direct mail to, uh, what industries you need to send it to. If you decide to make email campaigns uh, that you send out, you're going to be able to use this. If you're going to create content like ebooks or webinars or articles, uh, social media posts, you're able to start from these ideal customer pro profiles or personas and move on from there and create from there. So it really acts as a foundation for all of these things. And that's why it's a part of our onboarding for clients. It really just keeps you in the right direction and it keeps you focused. What I usually see, this is very time intensive and usually people haven't really figured out their niche. And so what ends up happening is that they create these ideal customer profiles for one niche and they don't really segment it. And that's okay because it is time intensive. Go ahead and create just one of these things for a segment. Then they try to look at other stakeholders. So, you know, if you're a roofer, you might be also doing this for insurance agents and for realtors. Maybe if you're an inspector, you're also doing this for realtors. And if you're a plumber, you might be trying to get inspectors as one of your uh, segments on here that you're gonna be doing it for in the beginning. But then you need to go and segment later on, or if you have time, do it now. Yeah, sure, create these, these, uh, these qualifiers and all of these different uh, variables like the acquisition variables and the feature preference variables and pricing variables. Think about those things for each of these areas, like inspectors, insurance agents, realtors, that may feed you jobs. It's really helpful to know all that information so you can target them as well. But then go back through and do it for that really that core segment of homeowners or the business owners or retailers, whatever it is, so that you can really know exactly who you're targeting and how to approach them. It's a foundation for marketing because you have to know who you're talking to. And when you know who you're talking to, it becomes a lot easier. If you don't know who you're talking to and you're just throwing out there what you do it's not going to land it's not going to sit well with people it's not going to make sense and you're not going to have a lot of success with it so i know this was a lot i know it's abstract if you're especially if you're listening while you're driving it it may be hard to visualize but go and, and look at the icp template in the show notes um, it'll make a lot more sense whenever you see that and go ahead and fill it in and i'll, I'll also give one for a fake construction company that is filled in so that you have an idea of what to look for um, but I would love to answer any questions you have around ICPs. I know that uh, this is a foundational thing and it's not very tactical in the, in the moment how you're going to increase your revenue right now. But I promise that if you do start to niche and you do start to take your, your company in one direction, you're going to have a lot more success in the long run. So I hope that you've enjoyed this short. I hope that uh, it helps you in your business to have less stress, more time and more money. And it's always a pleasure speaking with you guys. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.